0: Welcome back to Podcast Recovery, everyone. We're your hosts, David O. and
1: Carly
2: R.
0: And today we are joined by our very good friend Miranda. How are you doing today?
1: I'm okay. I woke up like an hour ago, which was a little bit later than I expected. So
0: yeah, yeah. It's, out, guys. it's it's something. so You know, take your time. Uh, where are you from,
1: Miranda? I grew up in Chevy Chase, Maryland, which is I've
0: never I don't know anybody who's ever been from Chevy Chase.
1: That's because they all
3: the in.
0: Oh, okay.
3: Yeah.
1: It's a drinking problem out there. Right? I mean, it's a white privilege problem out
0: there. Ooh, Ooh, nice. Love it. Okay. So you grew up in Chevy Chase?
1: Uh, yeah, I grew up in Chevy Chase. I uh, tried to get out of the area like multiple times and just kept coming back. I went to college in D.C., got clean in D.C., and then somehow ended up here. Where did
3: you go? Georgetown. Shut
1: the fuck up. You went to Georgetown. Yeah, you want to. So my thing, right, is that I. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Right. So I was at Harvard for half a semester. Oh what shit. You fucking
3: haven't?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I dropped out of Harvard, which makes me pretty cool because Mark Zuckerberg did that, Bill Gates did that, Miranda did that. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: You're keeping high company. I okay. I knew you were smart, but holy shit.
1: I mean, so I'm a legacy kid, right? Okay. Yeah, my dad went there, and I got one of the tenured professors to write me a rec letter. So, like, am I?
0: Okay, good. (laughs) I feel better about myself.
1: I did get into Georgetown (laughs) on my own merit. There you go. Yeah. There
0: you go. Twice. I mean, that's that's a a huge pain. That's nothing to sneeze at. Georgetown's a fantastic school. Yeah. Hard to get to, though. And and we we have a a seagull and a tiger over here, and I am a Howard County dragon. So
3: yeah. Did you just call me a tiger?
0: You went to Towson, didn't you?
3: I mean I did. I don't really broadcast it. I I'm sure.
0: Well, there you go. You're you a Towson tiger. You're a superman.
2: Yeah. Skyrats. Yeah, Sky that's a better name for you guys. No. Salisbury Skyrats.
3: That'd be a really could you imagine the mascot if like you
2: guys
0: went
3: by skyrats? All like you really right need to do is just play?
0: put an arm tat on the wing of the of the seagull. And no, but you
3: could I mean you could really dress that like. We've digressed that,
0: so far. <laughs> I'm sorry. We've gotten so far off off base here. Georgetown, okay. Cool. Chevy Chase. Yeah. Awesome. How, uh, when were you first introduced to recovery?
1: Uh okay. So I had to devolved so fast. Yeah, that's gonna happen. It's gonna that's happen. That's how my brain works. Yes. Right. Um so. I, right, so I've had, like, sad girl things, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I, so. I'm in
0: for this podcast.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, one of my many um, throwing money at my problem, hoping someone else will fix it things, was I did an IOP just for, you know, depression, mental health, whatever. Are you a rich kid? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, right. I'm, <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm just trying to nail you down, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. Um constantly plagued by the anxiety that I will never be as rich as my parents were. Um Truth. right. Yay for being a millennial. Um, but no, so I was in an IOP strictly for mental health, and um one of my college friends basically narked on me to my mom, who narked on me to my psychiatrist that I was um like I had a pretty active substance abuse problem, right? And Mm -hmm. I didn't talk about it in therapy because I was like, that's an outside issue. Um, (laughs) And so I was strongly encouraged – and you said I can, like, name drop shit, right? Yeah. Okay, great. So I was strongly encouraged to go to AA, Mm -hmm. right? Um, But I was in – Bethesda at the time, right? And so the meetings near there were Midtown AA. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they were like, oh, I mean, there's a bad reputation for it, but it'll be fine. So then, you know, mm-hmm. I like went on online, read the article. I was already like, right, just from tangentially knowing about twelve-step Fellowships, I was like, oh, it sounds kind of culty. And then I read the article where they like actually turned it into a cult and there was all this weird stuff. And I was like, yes, oh, oh, fuck that no, did, right? that did happen. So I – um you know, very altruistically took one of my friends to an AA meeting because she had a problem, Uh right, right? Um, But then she was, like, drunk there, so I had to, like, take her out uh, halfway through. And so... I'm sorry. She's embarrassing me. (laughs) I mean, she was pretty bad. So, right, that was... um, And, you know, maybe, like, a year later, I had a friend who got sober, and I was kind of confused about it because I was like, she never even drank as much as I did. She clearly doesn't have a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and in retrospect, she definitely 12-stepped me. I thought she just wanted to hang out, and it happened to be at a meeting. Mm-hmm. You know, just like the act of denial. Do- you got
0: dope-fiended into a meeting.
1: Right? Where yes. I was like, I really didn't believe yeah. that I like could possibly need that. Um, when I was living in Colorado, I had two friends who... That uh, was very
0: Baltimore. Colorado... Sorry. No, that's
1: great. Um, I had two friends in right another like mental health treatment thing who were there for dual diagnosis, and they um they got a year clean. So I went to their joint celebration, right? Um, and that was kind of my introduction of the power of attraction rather than promotion, right? Like, they, neither of them ever suggested that I needed to go to a meeting. I wasn't there, like thinking about getting clean at mm-hmm. all. The program that I was doing. There were smart recovery meetings every week, and I would go, and everyone would talk, right, about Mm -hmm. using, and I would say, you know, I really can't identify with that. I'll talk about my eating disorder here, right, because Mm. just, like, the active, active denial of, like, having a problem, because in my mind, right, I had, like, a picture of a drug addict, and it's not what I was. Yes. Um... I did a lot of work on myself with, like, other mental health shit, but, right, my using was, like, getting worse. It wasn't getting better. I came back to um, D.C. to go back to Georgetown because I had taken my – this was my third leave of absence from college. Mm -hmm. Um, And I had uh, some – I don't know. Basically, I just, like, hit, right, my point of desperation – um and, and like had this moment where I was like, Oh fuck, I really have a problem, I need to do something about it. And then I remembered that my friends, I was like, they were really cool. They like had tattoos and they were fun to hang out with and mm-hmm. they did NA. And so right. I was like, All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. All right. Um and I went to my first meeting the next day and I never left.
3: All right.
1: So
0: yeah. how long have you been clean?
1: My clean date is February sixteenth, twenty sixteen.
0: Sixteen,
1: sixteen. Yeah. That's
0: a good one. All Thanks. right. We're a firm believer in, the, in the, like, at least Eric is, like, you gotta have a good date.
1: Gotta, yeah, have good date. like the numerology I have the best of day. N.A. What's, oh, is it? Uh, 7
3: and then my birthday is 117, so it's a palatrum. There you go. bad. Okay.
0: November 26th. February. February 8th. Yes, I knew that. Your birthday is March 16th. Okay. My birthday March passed, I passed the friendly test. Okay, good. All mm-hmm. right. With all that out the way, gonna turn it over to you. Share your story with us. Take
1: care. Great. I kind of already started it because I write one on this tangent of like, how was I introduced or? Yes. Can't yes. That's fine. Okay. So, huh. all right. Let's start. As you, how was
0: your childhood? Right. So, tell me what you think. Tell me how you feel.
1: Right. Well, my attachment style. Um, <laughs> no. Um, so, right. As you like alluded to, I grew up like a rich kid. Mm-hmm. Right. Not like a rich kid. I grew up as a rich <clears> kid. <throat> oh. Um. What was that? I coughed.
3: I
0: think there was an Eric in there. I don't know. know. Um. So I love you, Eric, so much. It's
1: okay. Um. I grew up, you know, with any basically everything I ever wanted. Mm -hmm. Um. You drove a
0: Beamer to high
1: school. Okay, so my first car was a Mercedes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh!
0: I would not deign to drive a German You got, you got a
1: Mercedes. See, I wanted
3: a BMW minicube, and I got fucking Saturn. Oh. Bullshit. Good. So fucking it turd. Was, That's what you get. It was. your Saturn.
1: Second hand. That's why. Right, at least it was second hand. Oh, okay. Secondhand. But it was a little red
0: coupe. True, true story. Actually, my first car was also a Mercedes, but it was a 1988 turbo diesel that I bought myself for about a no big deal. Okay, all
1: right. Um. So you're not better than me. <laughs> I mean I Okay. We'll see. You probably
3: <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Wow. Um, we'll
1: so I right. So I grew up like well off. Um, I'm Irish Catholic, so like, you know, you don't talk about the feelings or whatever. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so on the outside, everything was like pretty normal, but my brother is low functioning autistic. He was diagnosed um when he was eighteen months old, which was the month that I was born. Um, so there was you know, some like and so that actually kind of fed into like why I was able to live in denial for so long. Cause like a lot of times in like family dynamics, if there's like mental health issues, there's like an identified patient mm. in the family. Um and for me, that was my brother, right? Mm-hmm. Like I was the good one. I was the one who
0: What year is this? Early nineties?
1: Uh yeah, nineteen ninety. Okay. Um and when I was uh seven ish years old he um like something that can sometimes happen with like autistic kids as they get older is he developed like uncontrollable fits of rage basically. Mm. And he had he right, it's not this is not like the current day picture of like people on the spectrum yeah, yeah, yeah. where it's like neurodivergent or whatever. He was like truly like some other stuff going on where, you know, he has like the IQ of, or like the ability of like a three-year-old whatever so basically he would go into these rages and um I and for the next like 11 years or whatever I just like lived um in this like perpetual vigilant state like fear of my life right mm-hmm. where because he um so I mean it's just a childhood drama that like a lot of us probably not the exact same version right because mine's like pretty weird but like for anybody who's
0: listening Miranda is a very tiny human
1: I am a very tiny human. I yes. thought you were going to say that a lot of what I'm doing is gesticulating, and that doesn't really translate. No, no, no. no. I'm just
0: trying to, like, paint a picture as to, like, why you would feel
1: oh, yeah, like, yeah. in
0: a state of that type
1: of experience. Um, And I, like, I stopped being able to have, like, friends over or whatever, and so that feeling of, like, being alone and being different, right, wasn't just, like, in my head. Mm-hmm. It was, like, it was kind of my reality or the reality yeah. that I created. I... Felt that like if anyone knew not me as a person, but like my circumstances that I would be rejected. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of was like doing the thing of like you push people away so that you right you reject before you can get rejected. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, I, so I unsurprisingly like felt pretty anxious a lot of the time, but I thought it was just like my perspective because my parents pretended everything was fine. Um, and so I was like, all right, you know, this is just in my head. And so going quick
0: question, Yeah, did you sort of have, you've seen the movie American Beauty?
1: Yeah.
0: So, and a lot of families just sort of like paint, paint the picture or like make the facade. Were you kind of in that family where?
1: So not, I mean, not completely, not to the extent that you might expect from like living in this like bougie ass area. Mm -hmm. Right. It was just that my, um, so my dad's pretty checked out um he it, so he was an active alcoholic in my childhood which i didn't know until after he got sober mm-hmm. like my parents were pretty good at hiding it or whatever yeah. um and he you know one day he just like stopped he had to, like, detox, went to Hazelden for, like, six hours and was like, I'm done and just hasn't drank since. Yeah. Um. And it's still real sick, you know, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. Um. My mom just compartmentalizes a lot. And mm-hmm. so it's not so much, like, pretending everything's fine as, like, she really believes it's fine, right? Uh, like, mm-hmm. the all of that, like, lives in this box. And when the box doesn't have to be open, it's not open. Yeah, okay. Um. Like, she doesn't remember a lot of this, right? And I actually, until I, like, ended up doing like trauma work when i was younger like i didn't think any of this like affected me right to the mm-hmm. extent that it did yeah um so all right that's like way too much about my childhood and not a, at all so basically <laughs> right i <laughs> so i watched all of my friends right like um middle school like drink socially um not as much like with uh with drugs or like they that was like people who weren't my friends not on purpose um but i was like i was jealous right i was jealous of like the social connection that i felt like i could see and i just didn't know right because of like um my my old sponsor said i had the highest walls of anyone she's ever met and i was like i don't know what you're talking about but i'll never talk to you um <laughs> <laughs> um but, right, so, like, I was watching this unfold, but I was, like, scared, right? Like, I needed control in my life. Like, I constantly felt like my world was going to fall apart unless I had control over, like, my little world, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, like, going to parties um, early on in high school, I was, like, scared, right? I was scared because I watched people get out of control and I didn't know what would happen. Um, and then when I was, like, a junior or something, I um, I just, like, happened to to drink more than I – had before and was like your first drink. One of my first actual drink? I think I probably took a swig of like triple sec. Ooh. Like when I was like twelve. And I was like, this is disgusting. Why does yes. anyone do this? Yeah. Right? Or like there was some Bombay sapphire that was probably like 10 years old. That is like, totally
0: on brand for you. <laughs> that totally tracks. Um
1: yeah. Bombay sapphire. That's So what it is. Oh, right like hanging out so Junior in high school hanging out in my friends Nasty ass basement We're at some party after some other thing Or whatever Was it really a nasty ass
0: basement or was like Like a rich person's
1: nasty ass basement Um it was a rich, rich person's Nasty ass basement Okay, okay. Right. totally different
3: right. It wasn't my fucking basement you're, you're bringing
0: out a lot of resentment here for David
1: you- <laughs> yes. Shut the yep. fuck up yep. oh, Eric um, I know, For rich
0: people that. I've worked on that
1: um, so <laughs> okay, um, okay. <laughs> um, so I just like happened to drink more than I had before. I had a crush on this boy who like he had like a ended up having like a pretty serious like um substance abuse problem I'm later sure, oh, no, no no, no no, <laughs> right, like I saw him right like i I wanted him to pay attention to me, and like he was drunk, and so like I kind of got drunk and like. We ended up having this, like, gross, drunk, 16-year-old makeout session in the basement. Oh, those were the best. And, um... I miss those. And, right, I was, like... I mean, this was, like, the first time I'd ever been drunk. It was, like, my first kiss, and I was almost 17, right? Just, like... Oh. Mm, I wasn't wrong. <laughs> when
0: was your first kiss? Mm. French kiss. I was, like,
2: 11. I was probably 9.
0: Whoa! <laughs> Alright, early bloomer. Right, while we out had, in we elementary school. Uh-huh. We would have had a blast.
1: Uh, I know. <laughs> That's what I've been telling you. <laughs> um, but right, the my and I was my, like, social anxiety fell away. I got the thing that I had wanted, mm-hmm. right? So I was like, oh, I fucking made it, right? Yeah. This is the solution. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, within six months, I was blacking out, falling down staircases, um, engaging in, like, pretty, you know, questionable sexual acts or whatever, because uh-huh. I was like this, right? And so I, right, I thought I had, like, found the solution, and so for the next... Mm, math eight years mm-hmm. right like that just kind of like kept happening because I was so inhibited all of the time like so anxious and this just it fucking got rid of it and mm-hmm. I just happened to really not end up doing a lot of like harder drugs because it just fucking worked for me and right yeah. just like genetically being Irish right like the yeah. way that my mm-hmm. brain like interacts with alcohol it like does magical things yeah. I mean terrible is there a genetic thing? I don't know if it really is. Does, I mean, I right, but it feels a, like it.
0: it. I wonder if there's ever been a study. Like, do Irish people, like, legit... Because, like, Native Americans genetically have some, yes. a, a different interaction. Mm-hmm. Japanese people have a different interaction. Well, they, they don't, don't have an enzyme. I wonder, yeah. Yes, exactly. So it's on a genetic level, and I wonder if it's the same with Irish people. Um, I,
1: don't I don't know. know. They, they do would that. probably need to do one of those, like, twin studies or whatever, because how much of it is just, like, the environment that you're growing up in, and that's just, like... Yeah.
0: Well, there's plenty
1: of Irish twins out there. Hello. My brother and I person. are almost Irish twins. Um So I just continued to like do that. And um, I actually don't remember a lot of my using because I would like black out really easily. I was on a ton of psych meds mm-hmm. and it just interacted. And so like that's kind of like a double-edged sword, right, where it's kind of terrifying to like not know what you're doing. But it also means that like I just – don't have to like deal with like those kinds of memories, yeah, um, but the thing that really like stood out for all of my using right was just like waking up feeling ashamed and like not knowing what I had done the night before for someone who like is thirsty for control all the time, yeah was you know was not great, and so um also it like interacted with all of my psych meds and so like they weren't really working and i um right so i like went to harvard dropped out of harvard um because i like i just was so anxious and i didn't realize that like and part of that rate is, like, being 18. Like, I didn't realize that other people experienced anxiety. I really thought that I was, like, alone in this. I thought it was in my head. I thought something was broken with me. Mm. Um, and it was not something I ever talked about with my parents or my friends or mm-hmm. anything. Um, So I, like, came home one weekend to visit my high school boyfriend, right? Because it wasn't Thanksgiving yet. That's when you break up with your, like, high school <laughs> boyfriend when you come home from college. Thanksgiving break. That's a thing? I've... Is, yeah. it is that what
3: you talk
2: about in these women meetings?
3: Well, that's first semester, dude, college. Like. I, no, I get that, but, yeah. like, I did, she, like she said it. Like, before
2: like, you go to college, you're like, yes, this is going to work. Yeah. We're going to stay together.
3: Forever. Uh-huh. I tried to break up and then with her girl come... that weekend. It didn't work out, and I stuck with her for five years. It was a huge mistake.
1: <laughs> yeah, you did the wrong thing. I did. Yeah. I, did. I
3: did. All her... <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> New problem. Okay, okay, keep going.
1: So I came home one weekend to visit him in like late October. That bitch. Right. <laughs> Man, I am really bringing Jesus, a lot of stuff for you. you. Wait, so we you canceled.
3: Cannot- it? We got time timeout. This podcast. Did not know that? Like, no,
0: I have four sisters, and I didn't know that. What Did somebody hell?
2: break up with you when they came to no? college? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thanksgiving break. Yes. Seriously? Yes. yes? That's like
3: pretty standard. I didn't know that. I'm just I'm just especially freshman year.
0: I'm just a statistic <laughs> now. <Damn it. laughs>
1: Son of a bitch. Um, I came home, there was a paper that it was due when I came um, when I went was supposed to go back. I hadn't written uh written it and like something that's a big pattern of like I do it less now, right? Like being clean and like kind of working on myself, I guess, a little bit, um, is that, like, I would get really anxious about something and then in order to justify the way that I was feeling, because I didn't think other people felt that way, I would blow my life up, right? I'm like, if I feel this terrible, things must be this terrible. And so I would, like, bring everything down to justify the way that I was feeling because my emotions were so strong all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just didn't go back. I just didn't go back to school. Never went back. Did Um, you have...
0: No, because it was over break, so you had packed up and Okay. Oh, no, like, my stuff Did you just leave shit there?
1: No, I yeah, I left shit there <laughs> oh, I, shit. I left shit there, that is also a big part Of like, my story of just like Literally, like, no big
0: Yeah, just bomb the fucking bridge Fuck burning it just, Absolutely,
1: okay. right Um, I had I think I had to go back for like Probably my passport or something cause, oh, yeah. Right, the, I, I wasn't at the stage yet Which I ended up in later Where I had my passport on me at all times <laughs> Right? You never know when you're going to need to run away to Mexico and (laughs) never come back. Okay. (laughs) Um, So, right, that was, like, the first time that I, like, really fed into the, like, just fucking escaping thing. Like, physically escaping. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I wasn't really using when I was at, like... It's school in Cambridge. Um, that's what you say, right? You're like, I went to school in Cambridge so that people have to ask you. That's,
0: yeah, that's how you know, you know when people are really, like, harvard Yeah. And
1: they're like, oh,
0: you're in Boston. Well, it's Cambridge, actually. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay.
1: Um, okay. But I... So then I, I ended up at Georgetown, right, like a year later. And I wanted like I didn't I didn't know how to make friends I was like all right we just like get shit-faced and then make friends right. and that's like how it works and so I really never like developed part of right doing that and then like growing up like I was told by a psychiatrist that I was too smart for my own good and i never learned how to work hard which is bad tracks I mean like it's true and like rude yes right rude oh, yes um, I had some harsh therapists <laughs> um so I like that can that just like progressed where I and then I like started using other substances I um I had like a group of friends who were uh potheads and like I had a terrible reaction to weed which is honestly right there's a couple things that like now that I've been clean for some time that I'm really grateful for which is like the things that are socially acceptable that like could be possibly a, like a reservation for some people, or like the thought of like maybe I can do this successfully one day. That was never my problem. Like, that is hardcore not my story. Like, I know that I can never drink again. I know that I can never like smoke weed again. And like, that's, I don't know, it's just fucking fine. Yeah. Um, but I, oh man, now I've like lost track of my story because I've been going on so many tangents. Oh, yeah. This yeah. is a
0: Quentin Tarantino story.
1: 100%. Yeah. I mean, a little bit less blood, maybe.
0: We'll see. We'll see at the end when
1: everybody That's dies. True. That's true. Oh, are we going to do a battle royale? I hope so. <laughs> um. So, yeah, like using whatever, I actually felt like I was a pretty bad addict because like not like bad, like I got really grimy, but like I was bad at finding drugs <laughs>
0: That also makes sense. (laughs) Right?
1: I was like, it's probably one of the reasons that I ended up not doing a lot of drugs is like, I didn't fucking know how to find them. Where's the harem? I don't know. I guess I'm not doing it. Yeah. I mean, but like, actually, like I had a Coke dealer find Jesus and I was like, I guess I don't do Coke anymore. <laughs> um, but I so all right. Fast forward to the end of using because like that's not really what recovery is about. I mean, I guess it is, but it's a symptom, right? Yeah. Um, I like have this one. So it was like Valentine's Day of 2016. I swear I, to God, if
0: something tragic happens with the guy right here, I'm gonna just I'm throwing my headset. <laughs>
1: No, no no okay, good. No, no. okay good. I mean, like maybe not in that way, I okay. mean, like tragic, like ugh. um, I like went right, i like went out to like bar in d c or whatever with one of my friends, and uh. The, we went to some bar and there was this bartender who like looked like a fucking male model and like I ended up like hooking up with him in like the storage room or whatever of the bar because I was like pretty aggressive when I was like drinking, <laughs> um, but and then like right later that night somehow I end up in the hospital. Um, not somehow, not somehow, <laughs> not somehow. So uh, like right as a direct result of using Are any alarm
0: bells going on at this point.
1: Oh, in my life?
0: In your head? Yeah.
1: No, I like was like incapacitated. Okay, this
0: story sounds
1: horrific. (laughs) So I no, I I, right. We open up a file. there are many files um i so this was the last time that i went to the er like because of of using but i it was the my last
2: time how many times have you been in the er for using
1: 13 holy <laughs> shit but i didn't have a problem
2: no no not one bit. no there was no
1: problem right i just there kept making like average
0: you were you were great shut the fuck up <laughs>
1: right so even like through my first probably 18 months clean i was like really i was just self-medicating it was when my mm-hmm. depression was really bad and i forgot to eat right those justifications right. of like you know i didn't eat and so it hit me harder and i was on too many like psych meds and like mm-hmm. if i were just not sad if i were
0: just
1: not sad this wouldn't be a problem mm-hmm. um so i end up in the er or, like wake up or whatever because it like um, with like IVs in both arms, right? Because like, who knows? Rip them out, go AMA. Because that was that's what I always did. I would always lose my shit. I'd lose my car keys, my cell phone, and my wallet, which means that I ended up they didn't know who I was. Were Jane Doe. So yeah, so awesome. I don't have all of these like <laughs> like ambulance and ER bills, like right? That's awesome. That's great. I mean, I feel like that's going to be an immense I have to make at some point, like a living immense, Not, I'm not going to prove the money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But um, so I like do that and like rip them out, like hide in my apartment all the next day because that was that was part of my problem. And again, that's like another thing that I'm like randomly grateful for is because like the shame was so all consuming that I wouldn't use the next day that I was never on. For the most part, I was not, like, an everyday user, right? Like, the habit could have gotten worse.
0: Real quick, I can just see in my head, like, the next day after, you're just, like, in bed under a comforter, just, like, shame-eating Ben & Jerry's, just watching some movie that's going to make you cry.
1: I think it was Indian food. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. It was, like, the... I would, like, leave my apartment just to, like, pick up... a weird choice
0: after an intense night, but okay. Indian what? well that's an intense food like why would you go to, straight to that Like, it um, doesn't have to be intense I mean, it, 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 um, we digress yeah.
1: um, so right like hid in my apartment all the next day and then the bartender's like texting me and I'm like alright whatever so I go to hang out with him the next night right because that was not the last time that I used yeah right because like whatever that yeah, was I just like be. yeah like it was fine like I was so and something that I like do with like and if, I, if I'm if i not blowing my life up because of how, like, shitty I feel about myself, the other thing is that I, like, double down, right? Oh, Where I'm, yeah. like, I feel ashamed, but, like, that's not logical. So let me just do the thing that gave me shame in the first place to prove to myself that it's okay. Yeah. So I um, – Like doing ketamine twice. I only mm-hmm. did ketamine once and it was by accident.
0: That sounds horrible.
1: I don't remember. It was
0: horrible the two times I did it voluntarily.
1: Yeah, I mean, terrible. I don't plan to ever do it again.
0: No, it's a horrible drug. Um, I
1: really don't remember. But so, (laughs) so I like went to hang out with this with this dude, right? He so like I said, he looked like a fucking male model. Um. He had a huge dick Like I Like he had Because he was a bartender And like all of his friends Were in the bartender scene He had unlimited access To like basically any drug Right Right And I'm like hanging out with him And like the part that I remember Right before Can I
3: Can I ask a quick question Absolutely Just because of the way You emphasized it Now was his dick A good (laughs) thing Or a bad thing Because you're saying it's huge But I've heard that in Yeah it can be good or bad It could be good or bad Was it too huge Or was it just like it was okay. I mean, was it was the, the right it was the it was the really upper good.
1: limit of good. The upper limit. Okay. Me. So a
3: little bit longer, it would have been pain. Right. But...
1: There's that event horizon. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
3: Uh, of the people. Yes. Of the womb. Yes.
0: Like, <laughs> then you're stabbing my belly button. This is no good.
1: Exactly. So okay, the upper limit. The upper limit of acceptable slash good. Okay. Um. Anyways, he and like he grew up rich or whatever, but like was living in this shitty apartment and was just, like, telling me about his life and I just, like, got this, like, overwhelming sadness, right, of being, like, you have externally, like, all of these things that sound great, right, the unlimited access to drugs, like, extremely attractive, like, and... But it was just, like, so depressing that he, like, had so much and his life was going nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um But then, right, I, like, used with him anyways. Yeah. Um, so I... I wake up the next morning. I'm talking way longer than I anticipated. It's fine. Yeah, this is um, fantastic. So I wake up the next morning, like not knowing what happened. Don't have any of my shit. Lost it. Always lose it. Um, I don't know what drugs I was on. I was pretty... I'm pretty sure that I had done acid the night before. So I'm, like, still, like, kind of tripping, right? Uh, yeah. I have to go to class. This was, like... <laughs> I was in college. This was, like, a weeknight or whatever. So, so I was everybody who's like, listening,
0: yeah. We, we totally forgot as well. She was still in school. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So I'm, like, all right, get your shit together, Miranda. Um, so, like, I piece out of there. I, like, take... shower I don't know I had to go to a lab I had like a four hour microbiology lab that I had to go to oh god yeah yeah so I'm just like standing there like
0: that's trickling down on your fucking misery right there yeah
1: trying to use a micropipette when you're like hung over like post like who knows what drugs yeah it was was a lot but I mean I guess at that point that was like my normal right I'm like I feel shitty and that's what I deserve (laughs) um so I okay I go home that day and um and now I'm like all right now that I've avoided and then like doubled down on the like like shame inducing activity this is the time where I like look through my phone, look what I did the night before, try to text everyone that I interacted with to justify whatever shitty thing I did to them, right? And I just had this moment of like, what if I don't? I'm so fucking tired. What if I just don't do this? And the next thought that happened was like, well, then I have to like deal with my own shit, right? Like if I'm not trying to manage other people's like perception of me, like what's mine? Mm -hmm. And I just was like hit by this like overwhelming wave of, terror of being like, oh, I have a fucking problem. I'm gonna die. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and so for whatever reason, my next thought was like, All right, I need to do something. Like I need to do something and I don't know what to do. So like literally I go from that thought to like within a minute I'm on my like computer, like fucking Googling meetings. And like I said before, right? Like these guys were unintentionally like without their right they didn't mean to but the power of attraction other than promotion i was like i'm gonna go to na it seems like that's where the cool kids are mm-hmm. um they seem like you know like they did heroin they have tattoos that seems pretty dope yeah. like um so i i right i went to a meeting and i still so right with like six years clean i still have this where like if i don't it bothers me that like in meeting lists they don't tell you how to get into like whatever the church is it'll just be at this church and like but what if i run into a church person and then i have to ask them and they're like you're a dirty drug addict leave right and so like i i'll leave right if i don't know where it is and i also run late to everything right i was like five minutes late here very like in character for me so i um but so i like drive to this meeting it's a Wednesday night um in northwest DC and I like I park and I'm just like you know like shaking with anxiety and there's some guy like outside the church talking on his phone but like he's wearing a suit I assume that he's like a businessman doing business things or whatever right but he likes in but he like sees me and he's like you look terrified and you're smoking a cigarette are you looking for the NA meeting and I was like oh Thank you. Yes. Right. Like, and if that dude hadn't been there, I probably would have left. I don't know where I would be right now. Mm -hmm. Right. Where it's just like one of those little things, an inconsequential moment in his life that like fucking changed the trajectory of mine. Right. So I go into the meeting. It was actually a
0: fight club situation that kind of didn't exist. I mean. as a manifestation of your mind.
1: It it is totally possible. (laughs) It is totally possible. Um, So I go in, like sit down. Someone like nudges me to get a white key tag at the end. I have no idea what was said in that meeting. Right. Absolutely none. But, like, people came up to talk to me afterwards, and they're like, okay, like, these are the meetings that we go to. Like, we'll be, like, come to this one on Friday or whatever, because I had another four-hour lab the next day. Yeah. Um, And I was like, oh, this, like, these people seem nice, and I was so scared and so alone, right? I was just so fucking alone in my life at that Mm -hmm. point. I had, like, isolated everyone who had ever cared about me and just, right? Um, And so I just, like kept fucking going, and then I stayed and um my first sponsor was the person who was secretarying that meeting. I chose her because I thought she was pretty, and I thought if she sponsored me, I'd be pretty like her um you know it like there was just very obviously like a very shallow reason for choosing a first sponsor, so I like started doing things can I, can I, can I
2: yes, why'd why
0: you choose your first sponsor
2: because she was very pretty oh, okay no um because well, that, and she, Allie, was, yeah. um, she came to the meeting in her scrubs, mm-hmm. and she sat up there and, like, had it all together, mm-hmm. and I think was one of, like, the first females to come up and talk to me and invite me to come to a meeting, and yeah. I think, I don't remember, it might have been Bill who introduced us. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, females and scrubs. Like, just Chill. having it all, like... Coming into a meeting and her having it all together yeah. and has like a real job and like being able to see it from just looking at her, but then also hearing her story.
0: That is such a juxtaposition from well, why I chose Herb. Herb scared the shit out of me. <laughs> first of all, when I first saw him, I was like, this dude is not clean. I was like, this dude <laughs> is clearly fucked up as shit. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, he scared the shit out of me, but then he like, he said some shit in, in a very herb crass way. And I was like, Oh, okay. I talk like that. We we might be friends because I probably look like I'm terrified and shitty too. So yeah, I went the opposite way. You guys were like, "Oh, let me let me work upwards." All right. Like, I no, mean, I me, can't. Let me dig the bottom of the barrel.
2: I, I'm not very good at speaking to people, and then speaking to women, and then that's not true. You're just very, like
0: you're very great one on one.
2: Yeah, but um, and then Bill introduced us, and then like just then I went to let go and let God that Saturday mm-hmm. and we just continued to stay in contact and it was like it felt easy nice. and I had never I don't think had that before
0: okay, okay. so you have your pretty sponsored.
1: yeah right so and she's, we'll call her Barbie she's Barbie sure uh, <laughs> She so well she's a little more like alt than that but okay um,
0: so she's email
1: Barbie that's cool yeah oh yeah that makes sense um <laughs> so i right like i i chose her for that reason right it was i mean so there was just like sure aesthetically but also just like the vibe right of like she seemed like a cool girl yeah. um like the it was fine um she's no longer my sponsor i mean she's a great person right yeah, yeah, yeah. but like the so i'm on my like third alley my sponsor now and it's just like going through those stages of like i pick someone who like has something that I want and, like, because of fucking not being the same person I am when I, like, got clean, like, that changes, mm-hmm. right? Um So, I... You said you, like, d- dug the bottom deeper, right? And so, like, I didn't do that with my sponsor. I did it with when I had two and a half months clean. There was a guy outside a meeting. He looked real sad. And I was like, so we're dating now. Because <laughs> okay. we're both sad. Right? So the... I mean... So That's he, fucking awesome, actually. Did, did he had he ever talk to you before?
3: Or did you just come up to him and was like, hey, so we're boyfriend and girlfriend, now, are like fifth grade, okay? And uh, here's my number. Um, we might talk, we might not.
2: <laughs> the wheels um, are turning.
1: <laughs> so, a little... I think we had probably talked, but I had never noticed him before, really, because I think he hadn't looked as sad the time before that.
3: Um, did you guys like high five afterwards? And you were like, Hey, <laughs> I'm my boyfriend now. And I he was like, literally both.
0: rethinking every relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Was that a sad? Was I just the wet dog in the rain? Is that what I was?
1: So, like, he didn't have like sad puppy dog eyes, he looked haunted. What is wrong <laughs> with you? So much, <laughs> so much. <laughs> <laughs> But,
2: uh,
0: so I go to this ghoul creature at of a meeting and I'm like, "Yes, this should be a healthy decision
2: for me. Right?
1: So like, so I didn't say we're dating now. I wasn't that bad. But I did like, I became like... I imm- passed him a note.
0: Circle yes or no.
1: <laughs> but I came like immediately infatuated. Right? Like feelings turned on. Like intensity of feelings oh, wow. up to a hundred. Do you know
3: this person? Or is this in D.C.?
1: It's in D.C. Oh, okay. Um, but... So I like reverse twelve stepped him right because he had like four or five years clean at the time and like wanted oh, right like wanted no part of me and I was like no but I get what I want and I want this um, <laughs> wow okay.
2: and like
1: then progressed the next like on and off two years of being clean where I was like all right I found my person I don't need to build a network so like didn't really do that very oh effectively. so you're finding your higher power so but like higher because like. Right, I, I like opt- this was just
3: the goal at the Friday night meeting, dude. Yeah. You know? Yeah?
1: Yeah. Um, but like he was before so before we I just like kept the feelings to myself for like at least a week, I don't know. Um, but like I like I was hanging out with him and other people and like got to hear like a fair amount about his like history and he was that's a noise. Yeah. Um there's
0: a baby here. Yeah.
1: There's not nefarious things
0: happening. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's not a
1: ghoul. Could be. Um, but, like, I heard a fair amount about his history of, like, treating women terribly, not, like, violently, but just, like, you know, like, cheating on them, like, doing really grimy yeah, shit or whatever, yeah. um, like, being clean, living dirty. And I was like, so I'm going to, ch- like, not I'm going to change you because I've never been a fixer. It's more like just by my sheer presence, you're going to fall so madly in love with me that you will magically treat me better. Wow. So, like, that's my thing, right? I, like, Wow. I, like, will pursue, like, in some way unavailable, like, people and then be, like, in order to, like ju- like, prove to me that I am worthy by just, like. Are you a
0: witch? Is this what we're going with?
1: No, it didn't happen.
0: Okay, okay. So you're uh, a shitty
1: witch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I So, like, I don't know. I just Then I, like, kept him around for a while because, like, one, I'm really bad at, at, like, stopping things. I mean, like, I obviously... Yeah, you
0: ghosted him. You ghosted the ghoul.
1: I did not ghost the go Okay. No, I should have. But I... I like kept him, so I had gotten rid of this like one maladaptive behavior in my life, right? And like, it's funny, once I got clean, I actually started doing terribly in school. And it's not because of like doing work on stimulants or anything. It was like in order to feel better about myself when I was like acting really poorly in one area of my life i would overcompensate in others Mm -hmm. right and i got rid of that so i no longer had my thing my thing that would justify how shitty i felt Mm -hmm. right and so like i turned him into that where i was like as long as this one thing is terrible in my life it makes sense that i don't feel well Mm -hmm. um and like that unfolded and oh my god i need to fucking talk about it um so, I, like, very begrudgingly – so, like, while this is going on, I, like, very begrudgingly did my, like, first three steps because I was living – I was still living right in the denial of, like, I'm not really an addict. I would tell anyone that, mm-hmm. like, like outside a meeting. I was like, no, you don't understand. I'm special. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I went
0: to Harvard.
3: <laughs> you don't know.
1: I was like, no, I just have, like, depression and anxiety – and, like, you're just a fucking peon here. Um, I am... <laughs> the screams of Eric so bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like, The woman version. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's hilarious. So it's funny, right? Because, like, when I got Allie as my sponsor, I, like, went back over, like, my first three steps with her. I mean, I completely rewrote three, but, like, just went over it, and, like, in my... In my first step, one, it's funny because like the first question of the first step, it, I mean, it's like what I've done today, right? Where it like asks me a pretty simple question, and I'm like, let me paint a like picture for yeah. thirty pages, um, and I, but like all over that, right, was like minimization or that is minimizing minimizing there you go of of any of the actual like using right i was just it was like all about the feelings which is like yes this is like a disease of the feelings but at the same time like you got to keep the right perspective yeah, yeah. like mm-hmm. i if i like continue to minimize it then i'm not addressing the fact that like that's a very real part of my story mm-hmm. um and so i just like wasn't feeling it right like i stayed here built like a stupid resentment against like everyone around me because i felt like Right. And like listening to meetings, listening to people, I was like constantly comparing out, like listening to people who were saying things that I didn't agree with. And then like creating arguments, like in the flat book, when I was like doing my step work, I was like, people are trying to convince me to be someone I'm not. No one is right. Like I'm just building this enemy in my mind or whatever. So it's taken me a really like long time to like be okay with being here. Um, and like, I mean, I am, I am now, mm-hmm. right? Because I feel like otherwise I probably wouldn't mention it. Yeah, yeah. Right? No, I'm just going to be like, fuck this. Are you like, convincing you...
0: us or yourself right now?
1: No one. I'm, I'm convincing no, I'm kidding, no one. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh my god. No, brain's done. My brain's done. I like haven't even like talked about. It's fine. We'll think about it. You want to ask me? If that's true?
0: You're, no, you're okay being here. Is that what you want to add?
1: No, no. Oh my god, no. Um, <laughs> you're, you're okay with yeah. you being here.
0: fine. Yeah, that's fine.
1: No. Um. So this is not the
0: Sopranos. You can't just stop mid I love the
1: Sopranos. We all do. Right. Just cut to black that's immediately. We're no, done. No. Yeah, yeah. No. Is that
0: a okay? So you're 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 good being here. You're going over steps. You're with Allie. You're building the monster in mind. <laughs> no.
1: Okay. So I um, right. So I have like six years clean and some change or whatever, and I'm still in the middle of my fourth step. That's fine. Is it's not it? a race. It's not
2: a race? It's not. I'm only at the beginning of step five. Hmm. Yeah. And I've had Allie much longer than you.
1: That's true. So that's actually one of the reasons I chose her as my sponsor, right? I uh, Start a
0: healthy competition between each other. That's what I do with one of my sponsor. Have you even about. finished yet, David? You know, I don't need this condescension for me right now. No, I I'm mean, on 11. You know? I'm okay. on 11. I'm almost
3: there. How many years do you Go you know, fuck yourself. More than you. How about that? That's true. <laughs> but how many times have I worked in sales? <laughs> Fuck you.
1: Um. So I right. So I chose is my sponsor because I was like, she will actually make me do step work, right? Because um. So like the reason I chose my second. Well, I got rid of my first sponsor because she would tell me all of the. I did one, two, three with her, and then she would like tell me all of my like sponcy whatever, right. Her other sponsors shit from their are forced up. And I was like, Oh, I am not, I'm not doing this with you. Yeah. Right. And it just kind of like over the first like couple of years that we were working together. So, right. I mean, I chose her for a really shallow reason and then like, um, you know, but we were, we were similar in a lot of ways. Um, and I probably picked up on that. I think I have a higher emotional intelligence and I give myself credit for, so like i so we had a lot in common and it was really great to be able to talk to her about like all those issues but right so like for the first year that was fine but then like she wasn't working on them right like i was Mm -hmm. like oh like how can i how can you like give me any guidance or how can i take like your advice seriously when like you're not on the other Mm -hmm. side of any of this shit right Um, and like, she was going through a lot in her life at, at that point. And so like, I'm right. It's not necessarily like her fault or anything. So I, um, I like chose my second sponsor who is great. I love her. Like, she was perfect for me. She had all the same, like, I was basically like a mini version of her, but like on the like before side of like getting through the shit. But I am like one of the things that like I really benefit from in NA is the fucking accountability. I need accountability. I'm not gonna, I like, I'm just not going to do anything unless there are like external consequences because right. I like still haven't done enough work on myself to the point. I think I have that bookshelf. Um, I, um, I haven't like done enough work on myself where I like give, I like give enough credence to like me just dis- being disappointed in myself. It matters more if you're disappointed in me. Right. Cause like, I just expect to be disappointed in myself mm-hmm. all the time. <laughs> Story of my life. <laughs> um, but like I, right. I, I moved out of DC, so I wasn't seeing her anymore. I was really bad about calling her because I like hadn't called her. So then I wouldn't call her cause I hadn't called her or whatever. Yeah. And so I like, started doing that like women's meeting or whatever that we go to sometimes in Colombia or used to go to. And, um, she like, I just like got to know her more and I was like, Oh, and I think it was actually when she like bullied not bullied, bullied me strongly <laughs> encouraged you to celebrate. Right. Mm-hmm. Where I was like, Oh, she's going to make me do the shit. Mm-hmm. Right. And so like I chose her for that reason. And then like, I, I mean, it's, so that was like, I don't know, it was a number of months ago. I don't know how February. Many I guess so. Um, and like I, I'm like, I mean, it's been really good, right? And um, so I got out i am I am almost going to be out of steam in a second. So I was dating this guy for like four years, not the same guy. Mm-hmm. much better. not cool. Right, I like failed upward. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, where, that
0: is literally Eric's mantra: "Is he failed upward?" Yeah, that's okay, so, no more, so no more, so no more Scooby Doo.
1: No, no. Okay, that's good. Um, no, this was a guy where he like led my home group, and I accidentally made eye contact with him during the the meeting. So then he was in love. Um, you are a witch. <laughs> I'm a shitty witch.
0: Okay, let's see You're a succubus. You're like, oh fuck. <laughs> I mean like we'll say you're a mermaid a happy medium
1: mm-hmm. um yeah i'd about that um so we right like we end up dating he's a great he's a great guy but we're living together we have cats together and that's i mean it's probably not a great sign that like when we like a week after we got the cats i like was like overwhelmed with anxiety being like i'm trapped I'm so oh, trapped I have a cat
0: now <laughs> I have this living thing
1: Well like right It's the thing of like Having my passport on me So I can like No boy to Mexico anymore I was like Now there's like Things tethering me mm-hmm. You can take a cat to Mexico It's totally fine There's two I could take one cat I can't take two Yeah
0: No that's Well that would be rude <laughs> Like you leave him one So at least he has You can cry with the cat
1: <laughs> uh- <laughs>
0: After you break his heart So You hardwit
1: <laughs> i mean i don't know maybe that happened maybe it didn't um but we right so we have a lease together or whatever it comes like the time of like the year when we would have to renew it if we did and yeah. we like end up having so we're sitting in my home group this like random night in october or whatever in the lead i'm stuck in the middle of my fourth step i think he had finally like finished his because we were both stuck in the middle of it for most of our relationship um, and the lead was like, I was stuck on my four step because I was it, like engaging in a relationship that I knew was over and I didn't want to like, mm-hmm. right deal with that. And so like both of us just like go home that night and we're like, ah. yeah. so like we had the conversation of right like I don't, I, I think we're done. Right? Like we're we're good. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. But we had four months left to our lease, so we lived together. We didn't break up until the lease ended. We were like in this like really weird de-escalation. But the the point of that that could be really fun though. We actually got along better during yeah. those last four months, and we had the entire time we'd been dating because like right, I was I like I had a bunch of re- I don't know about him, but I had a bunch of resentments against him for being the person that he was because he wasn't like a good fit for me. So I just like.
0: That sounds, like, really healthy and really shitty at the same time. It's like, oh, but, oh.
1: Yeah, right? Um, I'm, like, constantly in that, like, point of, like, I'm aware of the problem, but am I willing to change it? Yeah. Right. Um, but we – so one of the things that I did once – we, like, I knew that we were going to break up as, like, all right, I no longer have my person. I no longer have the person who, like, I get to emotionally vomit on and they deal with all my shit. I no longer have the person who, like, makes me not feel lonely. I don't have that, like, I don't have to pay attention to the, like, like pit of despair that, like, lives in my, like, upper abdomen or whatever, right? That's, like, you're alone. You'll always be alone. No one loves you, like, blah, 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 right? It just, like, silence it. Um So I just started going to meetings every day. Yeah. Um, And because I was like, I don't want to be alone. I need people to talk to. So, right, I mean, it's not the shallowest reason to go to a meeting, but, like, I did it so that I could be around people and, like... That's a good thing. So, like, because of that, right, going... I, like... And I was going to meetings in a bunch of areas. I, like, tell people and then I'm like, oh, I shouldn't say it that way. But I'm like, yeah, I get around. Um... <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not the best way to say that. Mm-mm. Oh yeah, I get around in in NA.
1: But like without in, in, in. intending to, right, I was like rebuilding a network that I neglected for years or whatever right. and was like getting to know people in different areas. I started going to like more meetings in like the Bay Area or whatever and uh, like I switched to having Allie as my sponsor I like started doing step work again, right? And so like I without really meaning to just like in like a in like i could have just like gotten like really depressed or whatever i just like decided to like reinvest in my recovery right Mm -hmm. which is like that's cool right yeah sometimes like coming out of shitty situations i do a surprisingly healthy thing yes um like when i quit smoking for the first time a year and a half ago i just started meditating instead like what yeah. Like instead of taking smoke breaks, I would take meditation breaks. Like that is the most like cringely healthy replacement <laughs> yes. behavior. I'm gonna go
0: meditate for ten minutes. What?
1: Yeah, and then I started running. Yeah. At
0: what cost? Ugh.
1: I'm what doing, cost? I'm doing. I'm doing again. I like it. I find it. I actually I don't do have find
0: the knees for it. Like my knee. Like I, I will go running and my knees will just fuck off and, and I'm dead for the next week.
1: I like I was that way, and then I like tr- have been training myself to not like heel strike, and now it like doesn't really like impact my joints as much. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm i sw- I'm a swimmer, like I could swim with
1: a puppy. Oh, I On cannot. Muscle, no problem. I cannot swim. No, I you mean, know, like I very know. <laughs> um, I am. I mean, I can. That's I the can, nicest way. If you look fit, <laughs>
3: you're not very
0: buoyant.
1: Oh, is that what that? I was like, yeah, I yeah. guess so. I yeah, don't know.
0: Bigger people are more buoyant. Okay, there you go.
1: Um, yeah, That's true. Your
0: science. You're welcome for your science lesson, everybody. It's knowledge is power. Keep going.
1: Um. <laughs> so, oh, my God. I don't even know where I was. Um, oh, right. So, I, like, just happened to not meaning to, like, reinvest in my recovery or, or whatever. And, mm. like, I've just kind of been riding that wave, right, for the past, like, I think it's, like, eight months or so of, like, I'm, like, starting to, like, not be as, like, m- militant about it but i was going to like seven meetings a week for like fucking like seven months with like six years clean and like i actually like was willing to celebrate so because like carly and i right have like around the same clean date and like Allie Mm -hmm. was bullying her into it and i was like actually like willing because i i didn't celebrate when i had three years or when i had five years um and i like i did it and i was like cool with it and I was like, what who am I now? What is happening? Mm-hmm. Um and yeah. Yeah, dude, no, I'm I'm totally out of steam. You can ask me any question, but Perfect. like the, the linear trend is just done. Perfect. <laughs> I mean it awesome. wasn't it wasn't linear anyways, but No, that's
0: that's the best way to tell. It's us the beauty of it. Yep. Carly, would you like to go first?
1: Mm, absolutely
2: not.
0: All right. Um I wanna start it with a fun one. Yeah. So I know you said like you you were drunk a lot of the time, so you don't remember a lot of shit, but we went through this with Christina, where she abducted a donkey.
1: I love that story.
0: Yes, the donkey story. So we want to hear your donkey story. Just the most outlandish shit you did. In a comical way. If it's sad, I'm just gonna shut you down.
1: I like I I think I'm just like concerned about being like weirdly graphic with, like, sexual things. So I feel like maybe... Let's
0: just go for it. If uh, if that's the donkey story, go for it.
1: No. Um... I mean, I can just tell the one that comes to mind and it's definitely not the, like, most whatever thing. I, um... I was on a plane to South Africa, and I had never mixed uh, benzos with alcohol before. Okay. ever. But, like, I have, like, mm-hmm. a fear of flying, yeah. kind of, and I decided to do both, um, and I propositioned the lovely German man next to me to join the Mile High Club, but I'm pretty sure he declined because <laughs> I, like, passed out drunk, like, five minutes later. <laughs>
2: That, I, like, I don't think that would be a good
0: thing for me. Yeah. I, I, I'd probably say no.
1: I think that's there's no way that's the craziest thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty crazy though. Oh my god. Yeah, no, that's such a lame one. That's pretty
0: fucking good. I'm a on a my way to South Africa doing benzos and alcohol propositioning a random German person to fuck me in the airplane bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty insane.
1: I mean, yeah, it's not, it's not, not crazy.
0: Have you done that? Because I haven't done no. that. No, no, that's pretty fucking nuts. I'm sure you're like one of two people that ever do that. Because it's not even like. A- like, the fact that he's German makes that story so much I know, better. I know,
1: I know. He share. was on a business trip. I was, like, <laughs> sitting between him and his
0: business partner. Yeah, Hans is happily married, Just and this just swap monster <laughs> next to him is
1: just yeah.
0: propositioning him.
1: Pretty, sure, pretty much.
0: Okay, we'll go with that one. That was fantastic.
1: Oh, I ended up, I went to Oktoberfest and ended up having to get, like, like, Ambulanced away. Yeah. Yeah, just without. Oh. But I'm well, sure that I'm
0: happens
1: sure to, that to like, like every tenth person at a. Yeah, the Germans
0: are all fine. They're just like in the sort of American town. <laughs> Call us the ambulance. I just want to do my German accent really like quick. Bad. Why do you have a Why do you have a fear of flying? Because I have a fear of flying too. 9
1: nine eleven.
0: Okay, that's completely different than mine. I don't trust man made objects because I'm like humans fuck shit up all the time, and I know mechanics can be fucking idiots and i'm like if you just unscrew one bowl this whole thing can come down and then we're all gonna die
1: so i i like have right my i have like a lot of anxiety dreams which is not surprising but they're always like these extreme situations i've been chased across like the rooftops of beirut by massad like i've been <laughs> been in active shooter situations in malls and it's just I've been um, chased by triad members because I accidentally saw something I shouldn't have seen right Um, and so like I I don't know it's just like these extreme scenarios right where it's like it's another version of like justifying how like freaked out I feel all the time right and it's like oh it makes sense if things were that intense Um, So it's just like that, like a constant fear of like being in a situation where it's completely out of my control. It has nothing to do with me and just like my life being in danger. And so like, right, like just like not like the thought of like having a plane be hijacked and like blown up and having to like come to terms with my own mortality before I die. Like just that whole thing. (laughs) So that's why I'm scared of flying.
0: That's way more in depth than mine. Okay, Carly, what have you got?
2: Are you good? Yes, I'm good. We got the, uh, okay. we got the German Um, So going into the mental health aspect. Um, yeah, well, you happy. stole my mental health question in the podcast before. It would be right down the same alley of it. Um, and so in what ways do you go about managing mental health in recovery?
1: So I, um, the way that I, kind of like view all of my recovery and it's part of what has like gotten me to more of a point of like acceptance with all, not just like acceptance, but like realizing that like this is a solution that could work, might work if I put in any effort to it is that I just kind of view it all like holistically, right? Where it's, I don't just view it as like my recovery is like an NA meeting and like talking about Mm -hmm. NA things or whatever, where it really is just like all about like what what is in my life and that like no longer serves me right that like if I were able to like work on this I would be closer to being the person that I want to be and so like there's really there's no like line right there's no outside issue in my head Mm -hmm. so part of it right is like going to going to meetings like talking to people about like what is going on with me because I love to not do that I love to use humor as a defense mechanism or right yeah or the thing that like i've always said because like i know how to talk like not well but like i know how to like get a lot of words out um (laughs) it's like if people ask for an inch you give them a mile they don't ask about the the other stuff that you're hiding right Mm -hmm. so if you like overshare you can hide more wow um but i um so right i've been in like some version of Uh, like, mental health treatment since I was, like, 19. So I see a psychiatrist, I see a therapist, I love my therapist. Um, I've been seeing her since I was 24. So since 2014, um, I've, like, had my psychiatrist since, like, 2009 or whatever. Um, I am medicated. I was going to say heavily medicated, but that's not accurate. Yeah. I'm just, like, moderately Mm -hmm. medicated, right, Mm -hmm. Um, which which helps a lot. Um, I, I run, I started running again. Like I started running again in order to motivate myself to quit smoking, but then it didn't really work. Cause I was just using an inhaler before I ran. <laughs> but like I, um, so, but like it does, it like helps. I felt like my like antidepressants started working better when I started running. It's just, um, and I meditate when I am feeling like practicing some discipline Um, and I guess, yeah, um, that is probably the answer I have, but I think a big part of it, right, is, like, trying to, like, use some of the tools that I've gotten in therapy and, like, in the rooms to, like, not feed into the, um, like, because I will have a tendency to lean into the, like, feeling shitty, right, blow my life up. I'm very surprised I've been at my job for five years and haven't ghosted it. Right, that's like remarkable for me. Um yeah, I mean I'm a very, very big uh like supporter of getting outside help if you need outside help.
0: Absolutely. All right, um bu-bu-bum. Uh Alright, so this is kind of a two parter. Um you talked about uh jokingly in in a in a yeah. manner of living up to not being able to live up to expectations or whatever your parents achieved Mm -hmm. so how much was that part of your addiction and the second part of that so what i have (laughs) written is harvard ego during using (laughs) um was there a level of ego like because of that upper echelon that kept you using longer like oh i don't have a problem on that hollow on that and how did those two things play into your addiction?
1: yeah so um i i do feel fortunate with like my parents never put expectations on me okay. right like it was the constant messaging of like you're so great you're so smart like mm-hmm. but it's kind of I don't know it's the opposite right regardless of what your parents do you're gonna blame them for fucking you up Mm -hmm. right where like they like instead of being too harsh like uh at one point because of like uh drinking like i gained like a ton of weight and like in retrospect i'm like remember mom how i like gained 30 pounds which is like 100 pounds on a normal sized person um and she was like you looked a little puffy right (laughs) Where, (laughs) where it's like they they would never um so there was no like extreme external expectation okay. the it's more about like I perceive what other people are doing and how I'm not doing that and then create the expectations mm-hmm. for myself yep. Yep. um so it's really a, about that like constant self-disappointment mm-hmm. um and I don't there there were a lot of like probably I mean ego-driven reasons that I like continued to justify my using but I don't I don't really think it was that I think that right a lot of my like bravado and ego and elitism is right that's like an external external thing like mm-hmm. it's something that's that's there but i definitely like play it up yeah in like interacting um yeah i didn't
0: mean that like an insulting
1: act. no 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 but i get it right yep. it's it's like it feeds into like the it's a flavor of self-deprecation um mm. the but i think what kept me going for longer was just like being scared to confront the reality of my situation or like just having right, like so, I did like a, a neurosych internship and read the entire DSM manual. Um, That's error. Because yeah, and so like I just didn't fit the diagnostic criteria for having like a like a addiction or substance abuse disorder, or I didn't in my mind, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so like, if it didn't fit, I'm a very pedantic person, and so like if it didn't fit that label, then I didn't have it. Yeah, if you didn't have ten
0: out of ten. And you only had eight out of ten, then you're
1: now. Uh, yeah, okay. exactly. But I think probably a lot of it is just like that like too smart for your own good, where I was just like able to like rationalize and justify it basically into oblivion.
3: Oh yeah.
0: And like that's actually a big problem in recovery is people who are too smart for their own damn good can just walk themselves right out of the right out of the rooms and right away from hell.
1: I mean, yeah, like, that's, uh, like, I'll get to know people in the rooms and, like, feel we have very similar perspectives and, like, see things the same and then they end up leaving. Mm-hmm. And, like, right that I have, like, a healthy level of fear around that, yeah. right? Where I'm, like, okay, so, like, I have to keep in mind that that's, like, always a risk for me. Yep,
2: hmm yeah. What you got, Carly? Um, to go off of that, actually, um... And being too smart for your own good, have you found that that aspect has made it difficult for you to work a simple program?
1: Absolutely. Hard, hard. Yes.
2: Okay. I, I was, you know, reflecting on my own experience with that.
1: Oh, absolutely. So, <laughs> cause I, I,
0: I think you probably downplay how fucking smart you are, Carly. Like you're, you're a pretty sharp fucking tack. Um, and you overcomplicate
2: much. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah. 100% over, overcomplicate it. And that's why, I like, especially with step work, like, uh, half the time I'll put it down because I overcomplicate it that, yeah, that, when I literally could probably answer the question in five minutes. But And then it yeah. goes back to the perfection aspect. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned the writing one question, like, 30 pages from one question. Like, I do yeah. that all the fucking time. Yeah. That's terrible.
1: I know it's like <laughs> it's like this is supposed to be searching. I'm like, oh my god! So yeah, you're am I excavating,
0: you're wait, not even searching. What
1: is the name of I don't know that thing that like Proust wrote about, like the Madelens? He like wrote the like in most intense book, it's super long. I feel like that's how I like write my step work, where mm-hmm. it's like, well, let me like walk you through like day by day, 32 years of my life.
0: Yeah, and it, 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 it becomes overkill, mm-hmm. like. I, a certain point and it just honestly what we're trying to say when we
1: overcomplicate shit just ends up getting lost mm-hmm. I think also I just take myself way too seriously Um which like, is so weird because you right. don't
0: come off that way at all correct like you don't come off that way at all
1: yeah I like so I I live in this like constant like duality right of like you're very bubbly Uh. Yeah. So like
0: <laughs> I didn't need to insult you. I'm sorry. No, it's not, it's not
1: it's not insulting. It's just like I like I feel like I am trying to do or have been trying to do the like fake it until you make it thing for so long, but it's not like fucking integrating, right? Like all the shit that I like wanna do for myself or like want to become, like, it just ends up like I just act that way and then it like never changes the inside. Mm-hmm. Um But yeah, no, I think that taking myself too seriously definitely, like, feeds a lot into, um, like, making this harder for myself.
0: Fantastic. Alright, and uh, you talked about uh, having the tallest walls your sponsor had ever seen or whatever, and also your desire for control of Mm things. So, in recovery, how have you broken down those walls and sort of unraveled that illusion of control
1: i think that so right she she told me that when i like had a couple years clean and like i right when i got i like thought i had a really high level of self awareness and like i had a fair amount right but like um i couldn't see it so i thought it wasn't true Mm -hmm. right where I like I it took me honestly it took me probably at least like two years to even be able to like see it and like unless I can see it I don't know how to work on it if I can't like identify it yeah. right and so I like just had to start paying attention to like little interactions because I was like I feel like I'm an open book like I will tell you anything mm-hmm. about my life um, and whatever – I guess the problem is just, like, because I am so open about that, I never have to, like, be vulnerable with it. So you don't,
3: like,
0: volunteer as much, I guess?
1: I don't know. I mean, clearly I'm still, like, working on understanding it. Yeah. But I think that, like, I – it might just be, like, I'm very comfortable, like, shooting the shit or, like, <laughs> getting to, like, a surface-level relationship with people. And then, like, I, I don't – it's not that – because I write my like, I want to say like, I can't do anything else. But like, it's just that I don't know how it's not that I can't do it. Mm. Um, so I write just by like, taking a look at the like, little interactions where it's like, I like, right, I'll like, talk to someone, then I'm like, oh, I'm never gonna text them. Or like, I was just like, not calling people. And so like, I think I'm probably still like, fairly just in the stage of like, trying to like understand and become aware of the problem and then like the more that i'm able to like accept that it is a problem the easier it is to like actually work on it um and i think yeah i just i don't even know right just like sometimes like this shit happens and i don't even realize how i've changed until after it's Mm -hmm. happening
0: Did you recognize like your walls in addiction and early recovery? Because I, like I did, I always called it my suit of armor. Right? Like I would not let you fucking hurt me and it would get to, like it would be the point where I would hurt you
2: before yeah. you had a fucking chance. Yep, yeah. that's the way to go.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, be on, be on the offensive instead of the defensive. Correct.
2: Good defense is better. Well, you, you said it earlier, offense. reject somebody before you can be rejected.
0: Yep. Yeah, what the? You women are just terrible. I'll tell you that. It does just break hearts all the time. Um, do you have any more questions?
2: I'm good to go. Okay, then
0: no, I'm gonna ask it. How has your addiction
1: manifested
3: itself?
0: Oh, uh-huh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Oh my God, all the ways. Right. So, um, one thing that like I I know about myself and I I say is that like, um, using was not my like first or like strongest uh like maladaptive behavior right it was just the one that was killing me the fastest and it was the one with the most like obvious symptom external symptoms and so right like i like you get clean and you're still the same fucking person and so like um i would say right i like um eating disorder or um i have like a or like it's not even, like, relationships, but, like, uh, like the feeling of, like, infatuation with a person and, like, feeling, it's, it's the, right, that, like, obsession and compulsion where, like, I don't know how to live in, like, knowing that the feelings aren't reality, right? Like, I feel that way. I have to act on it. Um, and that was something that I wanted to work on getting out of my most recent relationship. I like to like set little goals for myself when I get out of relationships. I'm like, yeah. "All right, now that I have some perspective, you know, like what what was me, what was the other person, and like what was the relationship itself?" and then like the parts that are me, like what can I work on that like was mm-hmm. causing me suffering or whatever and that was like for that was like Trying to not act on feelings of infatuation or feed into them and believe that it's reality, right? Like yeah. I can't possibly be in love with someone after five days. Like that's not how life works.
0: Well, Disney taught you that you can.
1: Yeah, false hope. That's
2: true.
0: False hope.
1: Um. So I think there- I'll tell you what:
0: there are not many sleeping women in the woods. I just want this one.
1: god how it's much, such much fucking time have you spent looking? <laughs>
0: Uh, I'm asking the questions here. Okay, <laughs> lady, understand your role. No,
1: um, no.
0: I also after I said that out loud, I was like, "That's one of the that's really, Yeah, that's really creepy. <laughs> that's
1: really creepy. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure real,
0: real real question for both of you. Yeah. Is like the whole Disney paradigm is that a thing for women? Like, do do they have like sort of a, a, a damsel in distress type? fairy tale mindset of romance from childhood does that does that manifest itself at all
2: you're asking the wrong woman over here
1: I, that's yeah. true I, it's also <laughs> probably it's both are the wrong yeah. women <laughs> yeah yeah i always like like to read the fairy tales that were like a badass bitch right okay. like not that. i was you know being a little like five-year-old hipster of being like uh eh. Like, that's not cool.
3: Well, I mean,
0: that, that was, like, the... We're going to go into Disney World real quick. Sure. Like, with, like, the second... Because originally it was just the big three, Sleeping Beauty, Snow White, Cinderella, mm-hmm. where they were just totally helpless women. And then, like, the... When they reiterated it, it was, like, Ariel and Belle... And like Pocahontas, whereas these women who were in power,
2: like they had Pocahontas a, is a badass.
0: Pocahontas is a badass. Belle is a badass. She, I love she, Belle. But yeah. She, I mean,
2: I love Disney movies. And, I just and, never had that and, fairy tale and, mindset. No,
0: um, but uh, yeah, like that that whole change where they actually started like putting these actual positive attributes mm-hmm. into these princesses, where they they stood up for like themselves.
2: And Milan. Yeah. Mulan.
0: Yeah, Milana. Like it's completely changed. It's not yeah. it's not the helpful the helpless damsel in distress that you use for.
1: I mean, I right, like I feel like I'm not necessarily like the best it like spokesperson for it, but I feel like at least for me it's more in like little like um like subtler ways where it's like I don't have to do anything, right? Like you're the one who puts in all the effort mm. and like I'm just here. And like my sheer presence is going to make you like.
0: Well, that's just nature. That's just <laughs> nature right there. Because who who's the beautiful bird in the in the wild? It's the males. The women are just they're just like, hey, you impress me. Let me see your feathers, do your dance. I will choose and then reject the yeah, female and fly I'm,
1: I'm to do that Who the hell
2: doesn't?
0: Oh god. Yeah, people always think like the peacocks and everything. The beautiful birds are the women. No, it's us dudes. Peacock, mm-hmm. show yourselves off. Alright, um, I think we're about out of questions and everything. Yeah, I gotta
2: get the softball at one.
0: Okay, I'm good, uh, we would like to thank our guest Miranda for joining us today. (coughs) Woo! Real quick minute, talk to anybody out there who's listening, struggling, needs to hear the message, of folk, what do you have to say to that person? Don't keep it
1: inside, just fucking tell someone.
0: Hmm. You know. Perfect, short and sweet, love it. All right, well, here at Podcast Recovery, we are aiming to expand the scope of support for recovering addicts. Accessibility and convenience of helpful services is paramount to combating addiction. We work to bring the message of recovery to every addict wherever and whenever it is needed. We believe that a powerful voice of recovery should be obtainable, practical, and at the touch of a button. Shut up! Carter. Every addict deserves to hear a message of hope. and podcast recovery is here to provide it. Everybody, thank you for joining us once again. Go to our Twitter, our Instagram, our Facebook. Like, share, subscribe, check out our YouTube channel. For more information about us, go to podcastrecovery.com. Uh, if you'd like to become part of the podcast recovery family, join our Patreon. Send us some money because we are fully self-supporting and need help keeping the lights on. Uh, But most importantly everybody out there
2: stay safe and stay clean